With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Always appreciate when you tune in. Don't forget you can find us on YouTube as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. And also you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now about the topic I'm going to talk about, and that's Eric Bieniemy. And I'm sure you heard by now some of the stuff that Ron Rivera said during his presser before practice. And basically, he was asked about how players have adjusted to the enemy's intensity. This was something that they knew was going to be an adjustment for at least a handful of players in that offense. Not all of them, but there were some, and I'm not going to say who, because I don't know how they've done, but I know some of the names that they were concerned about and how, you know, how they, how they would adapt to that. And so today Rivera was asked how he thought they were doing with that. And he said, you know, there's some players have come to him with some concerns or expressed some concerns about the enemy's intensity. That could be from the spring. It could be from the summer because I heard all this stuff throughout. He said that he would tell them, go talk to Eric. And he said, when he did, he, they found the conversations quote enlightening. So that's where you thought it's not going to be where it ends. Cause it's never where it ends here. Anyways, a couple things along with that. And he did say that guys were concerned about that. And, and Rivera talked about how, you know, he and Del Rio have been head coaches. So they understand maybe that balance between when to push and when to back off a little bit, because that's one of the things that you hear from some players, maybe in the spring about, is there a point where should you back off? It's not just about the yelling. It's about, I think it's about the 100% all the time intensity. And I think that's the thing that you'd look at more so than, Oh, he's yelling at them because when you watch the enemy on the field, yes, he yells. And I've talked about this, but I feel like he's way more than just about that. He'll yell, he'll praise, he'll do it in the same series. And he, but he's going to be ultra demanding. And listen, when you haven't had a good offense in a while, this is what you get. You get a guy who's going to demand better results. And that's what they should hope for because they haven't had the results. They haven't had the kind of season that everybody here has hoped they would have. So, this is what you get. And when you look at that, some of it's the details. He's harping on the details all the time, all the time. And whether it's a running a certain route, whether it's not getting out of the huddle fast enough, whether it's whatever it is, and he even yelled at the office today, hey, come on, we're better than that. But you hear that. And then you also hear the other day when they came off the field after a really good series, he's like, way to go, great shit, good shit. And so he'll do that too. So this is not... He's not a one-sided, only yelling uh, type coach, but it's the 100%. He's always, always going to be intense. And that could be, you know, some days maybe if you are if you think it's going to be a lighter practice and it's not, okay, but this is what happens. So anyways, that's about, that's a lot, some of the backdrop to it. I also think with 
with Rivera saying, hey, he told them to go talk to him. Well, because the enemy is the assistant head coach. So he's also, I think he's also probably has a lot, maybe, maybe more confidence in Bienemy to handle this sort of a discussion than he would have with Scott Turner. Because make no mistake, they had issues with Turner. And that was more than just a couple of guys. And it was because things weren't working and why they weren't working. But he's also has a certainly a different demeanor. Listen, for a good offense coach, it's not about like, are you intense? Are you yelling at this, that? It's always going to come down to, are you making the players better? Do they feel confident in what you're putting the spots you're putting them in? And ultimately, we'll see what happens on Sundays if they if they feel like that, because that's going to decide how effective a coach is the enemy here. It's also going to take time, not because they're adjusting because he was hard on them. It's because they have a young quarterback and and start uh, new starters at four different line spots. That stuff takes time. So, you know, that, but it wouldn't be about the intensity. I think the intensity to me is a good thing here. And, and I think it's been, to me, it's been welcomed, but again, it's not for everybody. Shoot. I remember talking to guys who played for Vince Lombardi. I did not cover Vince Lombardi. So anybody with age jokes there, you can knock it off. But I did talk to guys who played for them. And then Len Haas, the center, Hall of Fame center, tough guy. Didn't really like him because he's, you know, Sonny Jurgensen once said, oh, isn't this great? He goes, he treats, you know, because he treats us all like dogs. Like, yeah, but I don't need to be treated that way. I was already doing my job a certain way. So, so not every coach is for everybody, but when you get results, look at the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he would have some battles with the enemy on the sidelines, Travis Kelsey, but they got results. And so that's ultimately what you want. And the enemy knows that. So one thing that he talked about, he's first of all, he's not going to let up. This is who he is. I think one of the things I wondered about with what Rivera was saying is that, you know, the interviewed for a lot of head coaching jobs and he hasn't gotten them. There are a lot of reasons why you can all have your own theories. I'm not going to get into that here, but you wonder like if it was because he has talked about, he's trying to mentor him a little bit and maybe, you know, and he, listen, he was with a successful head coach in Andy Reid and Andy Reid would be tough on guys early and then back off. So I wonder if that's not part of it. I don't know. I think for Rivera, it was as simple. I think, I think for him, it's as simple as, Hey, there were guys that were complaining. I sent them to him. They, they had conversations. They called them lightning. You move on. And I think, you know, so um, anyway, but again, with the enemy, this is who he is. It's how he's always been from his time at UCLA as an assistant coach. Ask Logan Paulson about that. I had him on the podcast. He talked about that a while ago, but it's also what he's, it was what he, how he was in Minnesota. It's how he was in Kansas city. It's why he is, he's got a reputation for that and it's worked for him. So again, not going to take the, he's, and he even said, I'm not taking for granted the details. He's always going to be who he is. And he's, you know, Eric, as he said, Eric Bienemy is an intense coach and he's loud and he's vocal. But he also said, but Bienemy also said he's got an open door with these guys. And Jahan Dotson said that 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 one of the things that he likes about him is he he stresses the communication aspect. That means open door. That means always, you know, being able to check in with him and ask him things. And even Dotson said in the spring, like he'll get on him. I saw him get on him. But he said, Dotson said in the spring, he pulled him aside and let him know, hey, you can be a really, really good receiver in this league. That helps too. That's all stuff that the enemy does. So that's why I've talked before on here. It's not just about the yelling. These are grown men. These are adults, who, you know, some of whom have kids and all that. So if you're going, you can't just yell, yell, yell. And he doesn't do that. He is loud. He is intense. But I do think it's a little bit more than just that. And as the enemy said, 
if you know he's going to his job is to prepare them a certain way because and the, to get certain results because if he doesn't he said it's my ass that gets fired so there you go now you're kind of caught on that but i look at again we talked to antonio gibson and one of the things he was asked about this and just so you know like when players are coming off the field they get they sometimes get prepped to talk about things like this or at least what was said so they're not blindsided by some of the questions and so when we talked to gibson one of the things he said is that he feels like he's in the best shape of his career because of the high volume of plays they run in practice and the pace at which they practice. It's different. Another day today where it was almost two and a half hours. So all that is taken into account. And Dotson said, again, he likes that Biennemi listens. He said he understands that with Biennemi, there's a bigger purpose beyond the yelling. And I think and beyond how, what he's saying, how he's saying it, and, you know, the enemy's even talking about, they said, this is a grown man's business. So this is what he's going to be because this is what he knows. And it's what has worked for him. And the hard part is now, when you look outside here, did they create a narrative that they did not want? That's the thing you'd have to start to worry about because when you look at how this played nationally, it's, you can either be, why did Rivera say that? What was the purpose behind it? Or you can look at it and as some others have and said, Hey, are these players too soft? That's not a label that anybody wants because it, it certainly speaks poorly about a team where, hey, you haven't had success and now you're complaining or now you're expressing concerns about a demanding coach. What the hell is going on in Washington? So you don't want that either. That's why this team has to produce early to get beyond that narrative because you don't want something like that to linger. I think what you'd rather have is like, yes, for some of us, it was demanding early on. It was tough, but look where we are now. That's what these guys want the players eventually say. And they can admit when Marty Schottenheimer was here, man, I was here those first five weeks, like players wanted to rebel against him big time because he was really tough and demanding. By the end of the year, there were only a couple guys who were really complaining about Schottenheimer because he won others over because they started to see the results. This is I talk about process and practice in the sun and during the fall, it's results oriented. You get the results, players are eventually going to be happy or they'll be gone. So, and that's what I think will be important to be, to see with the enemy. But again, I have to stress, he, he is loud, he's intense in practice, and he's consistent. If a running back is running through the hole, he's going to shout, finish, finish, finish every time. And even Gibson said he kind of hears it even in his sleep, hears that phrase. But again, Gibson said he's in the best shape. So there, you know, um, but is, will it be for everybody? No. And I guarantee you there are players in Kansas City who it wasn't for them either. But they had Patrick Mahomes, they had Kelsey, they won. So you, you're going to have to deal with it. Andrew Wiley, when he came here, talked about how much he liked that intensity. So again, mixed bag, not for everyone, but it is for a lot. And if you get the results, it's going to damn well be sure for it'll be for a lot more players than it was back in the spring. He's here because they have a bad track record. If you don't want a demanding style, then you should have, then you, then production has to be better before he gets here. They haven't finished above 20th in yards or points per game since 2017. That's bad. So they need something to shake it up. And here comes Biennemi, and it's been shaken up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect for, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-23DC. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Now we go on to the field for the rest of practice because there were a couple things that happened today. Again, it was longer practice. Not going to spend too much time on that. We need to start seeing them against another team. And that's Friday against the Browns. And I think, again, the, the ultra-important uh, um, two days will be next week against the Ravens. One of the things, I, and I've talked about the offensive line improving. I still, I see, I'm seeing it slowly every day, especially in the full teamwork. Did see Chase Young get around Charles Leno one time in, the, in full teamwork. But you do see more of a balance here. And I'll, I'll bring up Andrew Wiley because this is someone I've, you know, I've talked to Logan Paulson about him and Logan is a super smart guy, of course. And one of the things he pointed out to me on the sidelines today, you watch him in one-on-ones and you do like in one-on-ones, he's not going to do well against Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat wins a lot of the time, not every time, but a lot of the time. And sometimes I think it's, you know, it's like, uh, and th- this is made for pass rushers, but Wiley might set for a uh, power rush. He's going to give him some speed. Montez looks really good in those situations. He might set, for speed, and he's going to get some power to the inside. Good job of Montez. But when it comes to the 11 on 11 work, when you can when you can cause maybe a little bit more hesitation, when you can throw in some different looks, or you can get help from the inside or know how to play to the help, Wiley has done a better job in those situations. So he doesn't, you don't see him getting whipped in those situations. Um, and in the one-on-ones, sometimes it's just not for, it's not that guy. And you need to have, you work with the guy next to you. You, you work with, you know, the, the, the surroundings around you, et cetera. And I think that's one thing that Wiley has done better at. Chris Paul, like his strength, man, I talked about this, but he locked up with John Allen a couple of times today. And you first time got him on, got on him, strong hand. Second time Allen starts to get him. He did get into him and lock his hands on him, but I think Allen wins that rep, but. I think Paul's strength is, continues to stand out. And one of the things I, that they like about him is that when you talk about a guy who pushes the pile, that's Paul. But I still think when Sadiq Charles is healthy, that he'll go back in there. In fact, 
when, and I told you this before, but during the individual stuff, uh, Charles was working with, with the ones, but then during the team stuff, Paul goes in there because Charles is still sidelined for that portion of practice with his calf strain. Logan Thomas did not practice again today with, he's got the calf issue. Emmanuel Forbes was out there. Curtis Samuels, he, he did, um, Curtis Samuel, he, he did, um, a lot more than he had been. So that was good for them to see because Curtis is going to be a, still a key guy, but he was used in a variety of roles, got the ball a few times. So that was good for them to see that. And so as far as how much they'll play Friday, still don't know yet. Don't know yet about the starters at all. I would assume the first offense would play at least a quarter, or excuse me, a series. Jacoby Brissett did work with the starting with the starters again today for part of a series. Got a few plays in there behind the starting offensive line. And I, I would look for him to get some of those, you know, I don't know how much he's going to play Friday. We'll, we'll talk all about that tomorrow, but it was, but it was another day where he got some reps and that's what they want to do. I would not look at that as somehow, uh Oh, this competition is now hitting up. I don't view it that way because I don't think Hall has opened that door um, like that. And in fact, he had a couple throws today that were really, really nice. There was one on a sprint rollout to the left where he gets his hips around, gets the ball, not all the way back across to the middle, but gets it to McLaurin coming kind of working from the sideline to the middle to, um, to the hash area, but just a nice ball to him. Good catch by McLaurin. And then the throw of the day down the right sideline, McLaurin is covered pretty well by Christian Holmes, but it was a freaking dime. I was standing right there and it's like, it's come in and right here, it just dropped right over shoulder. Holmes was right there. Just a good play. And I know, okay, it's, is it, is it one of your starters at cornerback? No, but Christian Holmes, they, they like him. They feel he's had a solid camp. The other thing with him is they feel like he's a really good gunner. That's where he can make his mark on this team. Uh, the other the other one I watched, and I watched Cody Barton. I think Cody Barton's had a solid camp, and I think he reacts pretty quickly off the ball. One of the things I did like, and this is just one rep, I saw him covering Jonathan Williams out wide. Again, Williams may or may not make the roster, but he's played in the NFL, so he's covering him out wide. We, I like the leverage that Barton play with takes away the inside possibility. Williams has to cut back outside, but Barton is able to react because he plays them the right way, takes that away, ball goes elsewhere. And then also uh, Tress Way is not going to punt on Friday. They did sign another punter, but Way will hold. And this is, he's got some tightness in his lower back. I don't, nobody sounds too concerned, but it just has to go away. So as long as it's there, you're not going to overuse him or even use him because why? You don't need to do that. So look for him to, to not punt Friday, still hold, and they move on to then Ravens week, which again will be a big week for them. Anyway, that's all for me today. The big talk was about the enemy. Go check out ESPN.com for the story, more of what everybody said. And I'll be back on Wednesday with another practice report. So I'll talk to you next time. 